Barbecue.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring CBD-infused seltzer to get happy, legal for 18 and up, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Hour number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I with you until noon. Trent's plays of the day coming up here uh, at about 10 minutes before we get out of here. And he's got college football to talk about. And we're going to do that right now. And who better to do it with than our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He's picked every one of the top 25 uh, games. He does that every week at SportingNews.com. He is with us. That's not all he does. He writes a lot. Uh, but Bill joins us. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Bill Bender. How are you? Oh, hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. No, we appreciate it. So I'm guessing you'll be in the shoe on Saturday night? Yes, and it sounds like it might be a little rainstorm during the day. Ah. I don't know what that'll do, but um, oh, I'm excited. I, I mean, most years, I, I don't want to say I fake excitement, but you get a game <laughs> early in the season that you're like, oh, I kind of know what's going to happen. With, with Ohio State, Notre Dame, all the history with the programs, the fact they haven't played each other in the regular season for so long, I, I am pretty pretty darn excited about this what about the defense obviously ohio state their offense we know what they're how good they are they can run it they can catch it uh they got a great quarterback dot 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 they check all the boxes defensively new defensive coordinator uh some issues on that side of the ball last year they always send guys to the pros uh but is that a big uh, is that in your mind a fatal flaw or where are you on this buckeyes defensively um you know i think uh they should be pretty good, uh, but we'll see. It's a process. They're going to try this Jim Knowles defense, which does generate a lot of tackles for loss. It has to take advantage of that athleticism that they're going to have. I mean, they got to be able to get out after the quarterback, and you know, they got to be able to stop the run. That was one of the things they couldn't do last year. That was so funny. They let Oregon and they let Michigan run all over them. And if I'm Notre Dame with a first-time starter at quarterback. I'm running the football early to see if I can get the running game going and then working Michael Meyer and Lorenzo Styles in from there. There's a ton of momentum with Notre Dame on the recruiting trail, and it looks like Freeman has hit the ground running and maybe recruiting at a level that can compete with the highest levels, not just to get to a playoff, but to do more than that once they get there. Yet, game one, it's lost Oklahoma State in bowl game. Game two, 17 and a half is the number. Let's say the Buckeyes win by three touchdowns and coast in this football game. And Notre Dame goes eight and four, nine and three. How difficult does that make that? Just getting off to even a little bit of a slow start on the heels of what Brian Kelly did and what he turned Notre Dame into. I think you'll have a honeymoon this year. And then if it doesn't start happening next year, then it'll happen. And I know the immediacy of it. I get all that. But I mean, with that schedule, I, nobody's expecting that's, that's what I always laugh at Trent. it's like if nobody's expecting you to win and what happens what everybody thinks is going to happen how, how could there be a hot seat on right. you know what I mean like yep. that that's always a funny way of how people act but I, I think with Clemson USC BYU if they got to nine and three or ten and two with the schedule they have this year and they got to another 
New Year's Day Six Bowl, that's not a bad year. Bill, a couple of games tonight I want to pick your brain on, uh, starting with the Big Ten tilt, Penn State, Purdue. A lot of folks out there think that um, if you're looking for a, a sleeper in the Big Ten West, uh, may, maybe it's Purdue. Obviously, they've got a quarterback. They've got a couple of former Hawkeyes that are going to catch the football. I think all the questions are on the defensive side of the ball when it comes to Purdue. Penn State's got a couple of really good young running backs that if we don't know before tonight, we certainly will by the season's end. What about this Big Ten tilt to uh, raise the curtain tonight? Yeah, I think Nick Singleton's a very interesting question for, for Penn State. and I think for those of us that remember that, Penn State Northwestern game a few years ago where Rondell Moore went crazy. I think we could have a fun game like that where Aiden O'Connell throws it around and Penn State, you know, gets a bunch of yards, high scoring game. You know, as much emotion as there is around the backyard brawl tonight, I think the um, Penn State Purdue game would be a little more exciting. Speaking of the backyard brawl, the, the hatred, the vitriol, you know that rivalry well. I mean, you think of Ohio, and I think maybe us here a little bit further into the Midwest forget just how close you guys are there, Ohio, to that uh, that border rivalry and how big it is. Take us in. Remember the game, what, 2007? West Virginia looks like they're on their way to play for a national championship. They get beat 13-9. It's a great rivalry. What makes it what it is? The Ohio River touches those states. I mean, like when you, I, I, that's how I always explain it. Like when the Ohio River touches your state, you have some irrational hatred for some things. <laughs> and, um, you know, in this case, it's Pitt and West Virginia. They, they definitely have that, that connection with the, the rivalry, the coal miners, the steel workers, the, the very blue collar way that this thing is. And, um, we appreciate that in Ohio because we're the same kind of people. So, you know, the Ohio boy in me is like, I really don't care about those schools. But, um, you know, from an objective standpoint, it should be a fun rivalry tonight. And uh, seeing Pitt and West Virginia go at it, I anticipate that'll be a fun game because you're dealing with the two former USC quarterbacks, yep. Flovis and JT Daniels. That's precisely. Both have new offensive coordinators, by the way. Yeah, you, you, you can't write that storyline. That, that's outstanding. And that's an early game uh, as well. That's 6 o'clock. Yes, it is 6 o'clock on uh, ESPN. Bill, I'm anxious to pick your brain on this one because I have Utah as one of the playoff teams, and I think they almost have to get uh, off on the right foot. I'm not sure that they can – you know, fall to Florida. I get it's a long season, uh, but boy, you'd sure like to put a win over Florida on your resume once we get into the waning weeks of the regular season. Utes Gators, how do you see this game? Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it, it's one of those where Florida can win this game, and it's kind of like my light upset pick of the week. And some of it's weather, some of it's travel. I heard. Read somewhere it's going to be ninety four percent humidity. I'd step outside if it was ninety four percent humidity in Ohio. Um, it just feels different down there, and there is an unknown with Anthony Richardson, Billy Napier, and them. You know Utah is going to be solid, but I think if you stack up the talent, it's at minimum even because Florida recruits well. So it'll be interesting to see how Utah reacts to that speed and and how they and if they can respond favorably. Getting off to a good start going to be important for any era. But when you look at Florida and the coaches and the tumult and the turnover that they've had, even while having more success, you know, this isn't Tennessee that hasn't won a conference <laughs> title since the, the 90s. This is Florida that has won conference titles, that has played in conference championship games and given Alabama a pretty good game a time or two there along with it. Billy Napier, he's got what? 
500 assistants now. Do you see that picture? He's got like over 100 support staff now in that program. They're investing hard. A good, even an adequate start in year one. How important is it for Napier in Florida? I think he's going to do fine, though. I I do. I I like what he did at Louisiana. I like his coaching background. Um, And one of the things I point out is Levi Lewis developed well as a quarterback under him at Louisiana, and they were kind of a giant killer a few times. Mm-hmm. They had some good games against some Power 5 schools. So um, I think Napier could do a good job there, and that's why I'm like, there's that unknown. With a lot of these first-year coaches, I get asked, you know, what do you think they'll do? Well, honestly, I don't know. I don't know how they'll respond to this first game. I don't know, you know how they'll respond if it's a tight game in the fourth quarter. I mean, last week we found out that Scott Frost is in year four, and Joe hasn't figured out how to respond in the fourth quarter yet. No, or when to call for an onside kick when you have all the momentum and the lead, uh, (laughs) uh, which is another story. Bill, who's a team uh, that's under the radar that maybe, you know, not a top 10 team uh, that when you put pen to paper and you're trying to come up with your top 25, maybe they're not even in the top 25, not saying they're going to finish there, but who's an under the radar team in your mind, Bill, that you're going to pay attention to? Tennessee, because I thought they should have been ranked. With the offense they have coming back and, you know, their schedule set up, that I think that's a team that I don't know that they'll beat Jordan. They got Kentucky at home. And it's a pit, pit, uh, it's a pit Tennessee next week could be a fun game. I think they could win 10 games. So that's a team that I definitely have my eye on with the offense around Heifel, Hendon Hooker, making plays last year. They've got good receivers. I don't know if they have it on defense, but I, I just – I like a lot of the vibes around a program that typically, you know, when we talk about Tennessee and Nebraska and USC and Texas, you know, we, we did this endless conversation about them. They're the one that out of those four that I think, well, USC too on some level, but I think Tennessee could absolutely break down a little bit. Don't they play tonight? Or do they Tennessee, play yeah. Who do they play? They got a tomato can, don't they? Ball State. Ball State, okay. Yeah. They'll win that one, obviously. And then, you know, they get Alabama at home. And I'm not saying they're going to win, but... I wonder how they compete against Alabama and Georgia this year. That's my big question. Because they competed against Alabama last year. They just they don't have the bodies to do it yet. We talked about a game tomorrow night, and it's not the Big Ten tilt, Illinois, Indiana, mm-hmm. which should be fun. It's TCU, Colorado. Colorado, you know, they had that one blip a couple of years ago, and they're right back to being garbage again. <laughs> that, that program. Mel Tucker got paid. Yes, he did, and he got out of there very quickly. Against TCU, they got three quarterbacks. Well, what is it? You got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. What if you have three quarterbacks like TCU seemingly has? Yeah. I mean, there's several teams like that, right? I mean, they're one, obviously. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there. I mean, the Michigan quarterback plan is getting a lot of attention. With McCarthy. I, yeah. I'm sorry to skip the question, but, <laughs> I mean, just that one I've been asked about so much. Right. I think they're fine until they play Iowa. I think they just need to figure out if it's McCarthy or McNamara by that time, they go to Iowa City, which is a place that they've had a lot of trouble with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and this is the transfer era, guys. I've been telling guys all week, mm-hmm. you know, of the 65, if you count Notre Dame, of the 65 Power 5 schools, um, a third of them have a, a first-year transfer starting right now, which is just, mm. just mind-boggling. It is. It truly is. Uh, Bill, I'm assuming you have, and I didn't see it, or if I did, it uh, escaped my memory, uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. Who's your fourth playoff team, Bill? Clemson. I think they kind of bite back in the ACC. I get how boring that is. Like, but to me, it's like boring is 
Well, it makes sense. I mean, Ohio State probably wins. But there'll be a surprise in there. I won't get all four of those right. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the four that I would bet on. Um, you know, a lot of people got on Desmond last week about his playoff picks on game day. They were different. They were. Texas, well, Texas A&M, Pitt, Baylor, Michigan. In a way, if he was right, I wouldn't be that upset because it would right. be something different. I, will, I totally agree with you. The SEC left out? What would he it take? In there. Oh, he did have. Okay. What would it take for the SEC to be left out? I mean, it, no way. A, a team from the East goes nine and three, upsets a one-loss Alabama team to give them their second loss. Is that even a likely scenario? Yeah, it would take both sides having like three losses. Uh-huh. I think. Right. I think even a two loss. Like I, I'm kind of with Ken on the no way because <laughs> even with a, I think they would be the first conference somebody would let in with two losses. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And yep. If they both had three losses somehow, which I don't know if the math makes that possible, let's say Alabama was. 11 and 1 got to the title game and played a three loss Tennessee or something. And Tennessee beat them. I think that would be your your doomsday SEC scenario. I guess it's possible, but I don't see it happening. Hmm. Uh, Bill Bender, it sounds as though 12, the, since we're talking playoff, playoff expansion is back on. I can understand now with the ACC and the Pac 12 have done an about face. They, they need the, the money that's being left out, or their share of the money that's being left on the table. Does it look like that's going to happen to you, Bill? And apparently 2024, which I remind everybody's not that far away, uh, it sounds like maybe there's an opportunity. We get it in 24 and it's 12. Do you like it? Yeah, and I thought that's what we were going to do in the past. Some people aren't going to like it, but um, you know, I read Dennis's story last night. He's thorough as usual, and um, so that means we've got two two more seasons of four, and we break in the twelve. That to me would suggest that also would suggest that maybe the pause button on expansions there. That you know, if they're going to go to twelve, they're going to want the ACC to survive. They're going to want the Big Twelve to survive. Remember, we had this twelve team plan last year before Oklahoma and Texas went to the SEC. So, you know, that's what would make sense. I think it's the next step. And, and Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, great stuff. Oh, uh, thank you for doing this for us. We will uh, grab you next week if your schedule allows, even though it is a short week, Bill Bender. Thanks for coming on, Bill. Appreciate it. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Bill Bender uh, from the Sporting News is uh, we catch a quick update on college football. Boy, his phone, it seems like every single time, um, fades in and out. Anyways, tonight's games, if I could only watch, Trent, if you could only watch one tonight, only watch one. But you don't have to worry about that. I know, but if you could, which game? Penn State. Yeah, me too. Penn State, Purdue. Me too. It's not even close. No, I'm with you. I know the backyard brawl. It's a rivalry. but mm-hmm. I want to see West Virginia, but if you can only watch one. Central Michigan, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, I won't watch Tennessee Ball State. I want to see Tennessee, though. Yeah, I do, too. That offense is going to be good. I agree. Can they be at least adequate defensively? Do they beat Kentucky? Yes. So then they finish second. Why not first? Well, because they're <laughs> the defending champs are there. Right. And they lost what? No, they lost a lot. How Ten guys, starters to the bunch, NFL? A bunch. Incredible amount of talent. I know they've recruited well. And, and Bender made a good point. He said, um, he doesn't, yes, they are recruiting well, to your point, but he doesn't think that they're recruiting Alabama well just yet. Mm-hmm. That's a different level. It is a different level. They're the only team that have been able to maintain no drop-off ever. Yeah. 
Georgia there yet? Probably not. Love the Stetson story. Quarterback being back. But all of a sudden, he loses a game that they shouldn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the same things that well, we talked about last year. Can he win a national championship with that weak arm Stetson Bennett? <laughs> well, we know the answer now. Yes, he but can. He, but he had some, he had some dudes. And there was some, that defense. Well, look at Pickens on the outside. and You know, there's a lot of people that, are, that have taken a shot at him to win the offensive rookie oh, of the absolutely. year. absolutely. And he was a second rounder, wasn't he? he I don't was. think he was in the first. Yes, that was. That, that's... A little bit deeper down, if you're looking down that list, that's uh-huh. one to keep an eye. You know, on. speaking of uh, speaking of receivers in the draft, you see the Jalen Rager. I mean, there's the irony lost on anybody. Yeah. You see, I mean, he goes, he's picked at what twenty, and as soon as the pick is turned into the commissioner and it's announced, the Vikings war draft room goes bananas, right? Because Jefferson's still there, and obviously we know how that worked out. I don't know. I mean, giving up a seventh this year and a fourth next year. Yeah, you got to take a shot, right, at that? I would think so. Now, the bad news for Amir Smith-Marset is yeah, he got cut. Yeah, I saw that. I so was he's surprised. A, he's got to be a practice squad candidate, doesn't he? They're going, it sounded like they were going to bring him back. I didn't see in the afternoon if that mm-hmm. officially did happen after he cleared waivers. But same thing with Tyler Goodson. I saw he was, yep, uh, he's back. was re-signed by the Packers on their practice squad. Didn't see Amir Smith-Marset, though, if that was the case. Because it sounded like they were pretty excited about him, that he was... I thought he had a good preseason. Yeah, more of a receiver Uh than just a returner. They thought there was more. But remember, he also put it on the turf a couple of times as a returner. He did. He did. That's a fair point. All Nwango's going to win that job anyways. Well, as kick returner, absolutely. Oh, yeah. This was a punt punt returner. returner, Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll take a timeout. We will come back. We're just going to BS. If you want to join us and talk some college football, you can at uh, 515-284-5966. Trends Plays of the Day coming up here in about 25 minutes. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's Miller & Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106. On KXNO. The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet $5 on any football game. Get $200 in free bets instantly. And if you want more action for opening night uh, and you're an existing customer, well, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Again, this is on next Thursday's game, Bills versus Rams. If you bet the Bills, if you bet the Rams, and either of those teams gets up seven in that football game, your bet cashes instantly. Even if the team you bet on actually blows the game. You still get paid. I love that one. And in fact, I've already hit that promo and I am ready to go Who'd with this bet? one. Uh, I haven't bet it yet. I just made sure oh, you to make sure opted in. Opted gotcha. in. Yep. Probably good gonna, idea doing that right now. Yeah, that's what you do. Open up that DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you haven't downloaded it right now, use promo code KXNO and get $200 in free bets instantly for you new customers when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token will be issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions do apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call for details. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online wolfproofing.dental.net. 
The biggest pro football relays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. Roofing.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Eleven thirty, Miller and Condon. Welcome back, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three KXNO. Trent's play of the day, Circus Sports sponsors. It's coming up in a few minutes. Before we get back into these football games, mm-hmm. I, we we uh, we would be uh, not doing our jobs if we didn't mention Serena Williams. Oh, what one of the greatest athletes? I don't care, male or female. Yep, uh, that has ever graced our television. You don't have to put that landscape. caveat. You don't, Trent. Female. You should not. One of the best athletes of our lifetime. She shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Do you remember? You're probably too young. Do you remember Jimmy Connors? Oh, I remember that one. Well. The U.S. Open? Yes. So that's like... I was in middle school, I want to say, maybe high 91? 90? It was early 90s. It was, yeah. I think I was in middle school. And it was a huge deal. Yes, massive deal. And he was... I don't think he was 40. I don't think so. I think he was late 30s. Maybe 38, 39 yep. years old. But I mean, Sports Center was a thing then. It was. <laughs> they made a huge deal mm-hmm. out of this run Jimmy Connors is on. And what was he taking for his... Advil. Ad, was it Advil? Oh, I remember. <laughs> little blue pill. Little, no, not, no blue. not the blue pill. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow pill. Right. That would get in the way of a tennis match. <laughs> It'd be a problem. Of Couldn't uh, wear those shorts. No, not if you're taking the little blue pill. But uh, but he was taking Advil, and um, that was that, that they made a big deal out of it. I am mm-hmm. so glad that she is getting her due uh, in what is a difficult time of year to get any attention other than football, right? Whether it be college or the NFL. And she beat the number two player in the world last night. Or was the two seed anyway. She beat a very highly ranked uh, player last night. And the beat goes on. And what a career. So I saw this text, uh, a tweet rather, um, when Serena won her first U.S. Open match. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. Greg Greg Popovich was the 106th all-time winningest coach. Tom Brady had yet to throw a pass at Michigan. Oh, jeez. LeBron James hadn't played his high school debut yet. Hadn't played in high school. (laughs) And Tim Duncan was the reigning rookie of the year. It's been a while. Been a while. What a a longevity, the career. Um, I don't follow the sport close enough to know. I mean, she's got to be number one, right? I mean, she's the GOAT. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Martina Navratilova, Chrissy, maybe. I I think it's between Martina and her. I think so, too. You can make an argument. Steffi Graf was terrific. The Grunter, uh, uh, Monica Seles. Yes. She got stabbed. You remember that? Yeah, by a German, right? Some Gunther was his first name. I don't know why I remember that, but I'm pretty sure it was. And the Sports Illustrated, remember where they had her writhing in pain? Yes. That yes. cover? Yes. I remember getting that out of the mailbox and whoa. Uh-huh. I do. Do you remember where that was? It wasn't it wasn't in the States, was it? I think it was at the French Open or a qualifier for the French. I want to say it was on clay, if okay. my memory serves. Yeah, mine doesn't. Yeah. I just I remember it. I can I can remember the Sports Illustrated cover, but my oh my, Serena Williams. What an amazing story. Can she keep going? Who knows? But um they 
they being the U.S. Open, had a great ceremony for her on uh, uh, on her, the night of her opening match. What night was last night? Wednesday? Maybe it was Monday. Uh, but watch that. Watched her walk out of the locker room. It was almost like that Diaz, the, the Mets closer <laughs> right. type of thing. Didn't without the horn, but they followed her out. Um, just remarkable. And last night, apparently the place is going bananas. You got Tiger in the stands. Yeah. So you never got the, over there. You're watching Dodgers Mets. And never I never got changed up. the channel trend yeah. for two nights. No, I didn't see a pitch of another game. Really? Not. I just left it there. It kind of reminded me back in the. We all remember this, I don't think, in the early 80s when Monday Night Baseball with Al Michaels was a thing, and I'm a Canadian kid, and we get, you either get the Expos or you get the Blue Jays, which I'm not complaining about, mm-hmm. but you never get the, um, at the time, the Indians and the Tigers, right. or the Phillies and the fill in the blank, and the National, it was just like that, and I just want to experience that. I sat on my chair, and I didn't move. It was awesome. Just a... Uh, didn't change the channel. Anyways, uh, yeah, Serena Williams. Um, Third hats round off match, to are you, you. going to get into it? If there's a light moment you see on no, Twitter that I probably it's, won't. That's just so surprising. You love competition. I don't know why tennis I just love doesn't. love football. And I love individual pursuits. You do, yes. You, that's what it. During the summer when Wimbledon's going on and there's a compelling match, and I know you see it on Twitter, yeah, no. and I can't believe you just don't get compelled. Maybe Brinson ruined it for me oh, because that. whenever we would talk about he it, he ruins a lot of the things. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when I played, uh-huh. no, Jim, you don't have to. No, you were five foot one, <laughs> right. played at Eastern Washington Eastern in the Washington. 40s. <laughs> And he says he did. I almost one day tried to reach out to the university. Have you guys ever heard of Jim Prince? But I couldn't be such a dick. <laughs> well, you could. I could, but I didn't want to because yeah, I right. like Jimmy P. Exactly. And I believed him, but he ruined it for me. Uh, Jeff, welcome to the pro- Jeff, first of all, where have you been? Guys, it's been, it's been too long. I'm ready to be calling in here. Football season's around yeah. the corner. Jeff, you're the I, caller on Miller and I, Condon. I, I know that. It's been a long time. Um, guys, let's, let's just set the stage here for Serena. Um, first of all, she's 40 years old. She's had a, you know, a, a, a baby girl. I think she's four now. And let this soak in. She's had six matches all year long. So really? there's no, there's no warm up season mm-hmm. for Serena. The U S open, you know, usually there's about six of a, you know, tune up events before the U S open. None of it. Okay. Six matches at a 40 year old playing against, you know, young 20, mid 25 year old, 30, in their prime condition. So she walked on stage last night going against number two seed, number two, a woman in the world, wins a tight, tight break or tie break, first set. Crowd's going absolutely bananas. Tiger Woods is in, you know, in the coach's box, giving, you know, the Sunday red, you know, fist pump. <laughs> Was he wearing yeah, red? red. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she loses the second set. So she goes off into the bathroom break, whatever you want to say. Now, typical Serena, the last four or five years, she gets tight. Believe it or not, one of the best tennis players ever gets tight. She does. So she comes back in this third set, crowd's going crazy. And for her to reach back, and you can tell, again, if you watch Serena, she can't really move laterally at her best in her prime. Okay, But what she can still do, and she's the best at, you know, in – Women's tennis, she has to serve. That is her calling card. Mm-hmm. Okay, Defensively, on a second serve, if you watch, she'll step in about two, three steps inside the service line for that second serve, and she'll just drop a bomb. She was getting those opportunities last night to do that. And that's how she – if we're talking about can she move on, she's going to have to serve her butt off, and she's going to have to you know, have quick points because you don't want to get Serena moving left to right and have it about 10 to 15 rallies. That's not her game. 
But after getting the two seed, the three seed went down yesterday as well. So the, the draw is opening up. Mm. What I'm asking you guys, and that's the reason why I called, is a storyline like this. Serena possibly making a run at the U.S. Open. You got Oprah making, you know, stuff at the end. You had Phil Mickelson winning the PGA mm-hmm. last year. What compares to wow. something like this? If Let's say Serena does win it, and, and it's a oh. long shot still to do it. Right. But comparable, oh. what, would, what would you guys say? Tom Brady winning a Super Bowl at 44? Yeah, team sport. Team sport. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Jeff, I mean, thanks for the call. Yeah, it's the, certainly one to ponder. I'm not so sure there is. I mean, Mickelson winning a major. But even that one... It wasn't like Tom Watson when he had the run at the British oh at 58. God, it felt awful for him. On, was it 18? If he would have accomplished uh-huh. that. The Phil one, maybe it's because Phil still seems more youthful, too. Mm-hmm. Watson at that time, you, he's no No, man. he was at the end. Yeah. It never, it never felt that way, at least to me, for Phil during that run last season. Yeah, he was older. Oh. But, I mean, we saw VJ Singh make that run in his mid-40s. We're talking about, like, a five-year difference. Right. Now this is just, this is remarkable. I mean, the the country went bananas during Jimmy Connors. Yes. I mean, you got your information on Sports Center. That's and where you got it from. We're trending this direction. My wife, who is not a tennis fan at all, why don't you have Serena on? What did she say? Oh, I thought she meant on my show. No, <laughs> hey, why don't you get Serena Condon? <laughs> right. What are you doing over there? Jeez, what do you do during Bill the Bill Bender, Serena Williams. Yeah, I mean, come please. on. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a second hour, wouldn't it? Have been? But. <laughs> She's not a tennis fan at all, but she saw it again on social media after we mm-hmm. got the kids down, so we flipped it on. Trent, I'm ashamed to say I don't even know what channel it's on. 206. Is it on ESPN? Yes. Well, you know, I know it's on ESPN because they just trotted Chris Berman out. <laughs> Berman is there. Did you see Berman was at Belichick's uh, press conference earlier that. in the week? I thought that was... Now, that was that's different. I mean, I thought that was really cool when he when Belichick acknowledged uh, that, that he was at the press conference, but... Yeah, but what what is it compared to? I don't know. It, it's you can find comparisons in team sports, but individually. Um, 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 Michael Phelps at the end. I mean, in, in winning the uh, winning those medals at his age in the pool after he was. I'm just spitballing because outside of Jack at 86, he was 46 at the time. Again, I was so young. It's hard for me that to have. That was remarkable. He felt old to me at that time, but I was six. Right. So a yeah. lot of people felt old at that yeah. time. Yeah. At forty-six, you you were in your twenties at the time. Uh huh. Did he feel old to you? No, I was. Yeah. Was I? Yeah, I was twenty-eight. Um. No, not because really. he still he, the gap between his greatness and where he was there. It had been years, but it wasn't that significant. Uh huh. At least as. My memory goes. It, it, there's there doesn't feel like it there's didn't a comp seem to like this. there was going to be another one. I, I right. do remember that. Um, let's get uh, let's get Mike in here. Mike, uh, welcome to the program. Mike, uh, thanks for chiming in. What's on your mind? Thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, I usually don't watch women's tennis, but I got to admit, I did watch all of it last night, and the whole environment was just awesome. Huh. But what was impressive about her was she. You could tell by the sound of the ball, she has not lost any speed or power off of that first serve but she was not getting it in and like the other guy said she was lobbing the the second one in there and uh, her lateral movement is restricted but here was the part that i thought why why are you doing this do you know that she's playing tonight with her sister yes in the doubles? i heard that and i'm thinking at your age wouldn't you want to rest <laughs> yes. and go as far as you can and and uh so i hope that this I mean, she knows more about her body and what she can do than all of us do. But I thought, 
Boy, it was so exciting last night. I'd love to see her go as far as she can. But, you know, you're playing doubles with your sister. I mean, you could uh, hurt something or whatever. But anyway, she's not taking a rest. She's going tonight. So, uh, anyway, thanks. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Mike. So, uh, thanks for chiming in. So, let's let's do this. Because if, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. the finals are next week. Yes. It's Cyhawk week. Oh, sure. Does, I mean, does it wiggle its way in? No, I don't. Yeah. I I think it could. It's that big of a story. It's a remarkable story. I was. I would have been pissed off if we wouldn't have talked about it. Yes. I really would have. Um, I, and I had it on the list, and we didn't get to it early, and mm-hmm. I, I kind of forgot about it. Well, we saved this segment for college football. We're talking women's tennis, and I'm so glad we are. I, I really mean that. Uh, Peter, welcome, Peter. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, I've got a suggestion. I don't think it beats but I think it's in the same category anyway as George Foreman's come back in the ring. Yeah, he was That's an older one. dude, and you don't see that very often. <laughs> he couldn't move. But, boy, if he, if, he, if he landed one, it was over, right? There was a lot of talk about... Peter, thank you for the call. Appreciate you listening. The heavyweight division was so down at that time, and that was at least the justification. I think a lot of people, well, yeah, he came back, and he's in his 40s, mm-hmm. but the heavyweight division, it's not what it once was. That was at least the the argument at the time, and maybe it didn't feel as significant mm-hmm. because of that. The other thing last night, and I watched a lot of the coverage then afterwards, and Chris Everett was talking about this. The bracket's opening up, and Jeff mentioned that yeah. a little bit. Her next opponent plays more of a baseline style and doesn't have a whole lot of kind of wiggle to her game, and that's how you do you got to get Serena on the move, right? You would think, yeah. And it looks like her next opponent isn't that. The betting odds, she went from... 50, some places 60 to 1. She's low teens now, is she, she not? Is. And I saw, I think DraftKings had her at 12 to 1. I think Circa had her at 16, something like that. I, I almost want to buy in the story and just throw a couple bucks on <laughs> it just to, have, just to have a ticket, you know? Yeah. Just to have that to root for because it's it's been fun. Mm-hmm. These are the stories. And this is the part about sports that you just never know. No, you really don't. And, and I agree with our last caller. I mean, she's, she's playing double, doubles. Um, or I think it was Mike, maybe two callers ago, with her sister today. I mean, after after going through that last night, and she's still very much alive in the singles competition. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, but it's a really good story, and yeah. um, it certainly deserves all the coverage it is getting nationally. And I'm assuming that a lot of markets are talking about Serena Williams. The quarterfinals will be played next Wednesday. That'll be the quarters. so. Then it would be on the weekend, and so you're looking at women's semifinals. Then on Thursday. And the final on Saturday, the tenth, at three o'clock. <laughs> you can't do it. No, you can't do. It. I mean, when we reconvene on Monday, what do people want to talk about? Right, exactly. Now, I mean, you know what? There'll be some that we will mm-hmm. mention because she's twelve to one, fourteen to one, sixteen to one. I think I saw last night at least at circa. A little sentimental play on yeah. Serena Williams. I've made dumber bets. Oh boy, I'll say. Coming up next. Uh, Trent's, uh, we're going to hear some of those bets. Circus Sports sponsors it. Way to go, Serena Williams. Keep it going. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. It's 1145, 106.3. Net. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. 
Visit CircusSports.com for... After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to Wolf Roofing. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, Miller and Condon, final couple of minutes here on a Thursday, an opening night Thursday. Mm-hmm. Week zero doesn't count. Mm, well, it does when Nebraska <laughs> it gets beat. falls on their face. As they seemingly do. Well, they've done the last two week zeros, have they not? Yeah. Uh, before we get into your tra- plays of the day, Trent, um, I'm guessing there's a number of people in the listening audience that would love to see the Cyhawk game next week. Oh, no doubt. You think? Iowa State, Iowa at Kinnick Stadium. We have two tickets. It's not a phone uh, dial-in. It's not on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's at the Miller and Condon Twitter account. Our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net, where he and his niece Kelsey continue the Fuller name. Uh, Two locations, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, and their brand new location on 8th Street Southeast in Altoona. 509 8th Street Southeast in Altoona. It's brand new. If you're new to the area, uh, if it's time for a new dentist, if you haven't been for a while, you can two locations, East 29th Street, or now the new office in Altoona, 509 8th Street Southeast. So go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. Once you get there, you'll see tw- uh, Trent's, what do you call it, tweet? Tweet, yes. Um, with the called. rule, I was going to say question, but <laughs> with, the, with the rules, you have to use the fa- hashtag Fuller Dental. Total yards, South Dakota State and Iowa. Closest without going over. The first person to take a number gets the number. So you got to scroll through. If you've got you know, 478 in mind and you put that, but somebody's already claimed that number, well, the person that claimed that number first gets that number, and you'll be frustrated and scream at the two hosts. But those are the rules. Those are the rules. They're posted. Yeah, they are. And you have to use the hashtag, hashtag Fuller Dental. Yes. Have to use it. So go to the Miller and Condon Twitter account. We've got tickets to every single one of the Iowa games, uh, courtesy of Dr. Stephen Fuller. There you go. And I'm guessing this will be a pretty popular <laughs> contest this week. And uh, did I troll a little bit with the gift that I put in there? Did you see I didn't see it. I don't follow our account. You're such a dope. <laughs> you know, they're just days that I just look at you, and you won't go over 200 followers. And just no, crazy. I did 201. You're a 201. I think I'm a 201. How about you make it 202? I tweet good stuff. You know stuff what? Okay, I will. You, you've convinced me to follow the Miller and Condon Twitter account. But here's the thing, Trent. If you do follow that account, yeah. you get kind of an advance notice of the contest. You do. So we gave our, our followers 20 minutes to grab their number. Yes. Anyways. So it's All a right. good thing to follow. There's no reason not to. Let's get that thing over 2,000. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to yes. follow us. All right, good. I'm, I'm happy it only took almost four years. <laughs> but I'm on board. Way All right, make some picks. Let's do it. Oh, yeah, picks. We're uh, running short on time. All right, I'm playing two baseball games today. Give me the Mets and Bassett, plus 123 this afternoon. Same theory as yesterday. Plus money with the Mets as opposed to the plus money yesterday with the Dodgers. I like it. Mm-hmm. Give me Bassett, plus 123. Lay it coming up here in 15 minutes with Seattle, minus 145 against the Tigers on the road. And we got four in college football tonight. Give me the Mountaineers, plus seven in the hook at Pitt 
in the backyard brawl. I told you, Louisiana mm-hmm. Tech, that was a big one that circled. Yep. That is my two-unit play for tonight. Wow. La Tech, plus 20 at Missouri. Purdue, I'm grabbing it, three and a yep. half, and finishing up with New Mexico State. Let's go, Jerry Kill. Beat that punk. We agree. That guy is a phony. <laughs> Phil Fleck sucks. Jerry Kill, just keep it close. Just hang around for a while. That's my hope tonight with the Aggies. All right, good stuff. I'm on our Twitter. Boy, that picture makes me look old. It does it? I think. Well, it's not the picture. It's not. It's Sorry. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Do you Anyways. still see yourself as a young, yeah, spry? Well, yes. Yeah. I still see my. I still, I still think I'm in my 20s. I'm 42. Uh-huh. It's not true. No, it's not true. I take out my bulk. Sixty-two is worse, Trent. Just to let you know. Great. So it's not going to get better, is what you're telling now, me. Now you know what it's fun though. It, it's it's a blast. Anyways, uh, Murph and Andy will be here at one. Uh, the Kexano Drive has Jamie Pollard. Yeah, it's a big one. They have David Kaplan uh, coming up today from three until six. The lineups have changed. Travis Justice, Ross Peterson in the mornings. Sean Roberts. Heather Burnside from 3 until 6. Trent and I are still here. Same with Murph and Andy. We hope you will be as well. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.